Hello. <laughs> Welcome to The Secret Life of Tea. This is a series we've designed to help you unlearn all you thought you knew about your tea. This is Lauren Hubelay here, and I'm here with my all-time favorite dentist, Anna Sanduta. Three years ago, I met Anna, and I was so astonished by the depth of wisdom and knowledge that Anna possessed about how the body heals and that in relationship to our caring for our teeth. So Anna, I have a very important question for you today for our podcast. I grew up and my children grew up with the belief um, that there was this tooth that we call the wisdom tooth or a, a molar that we, if we had it, we needed to have it removed. And it was something um, that was just a, a rite of passage, part of growing up, you would have this tooth removed. And in our discussions, I've come to learn that that might not be necessary. So can you explain to me and our listeners a little bit about those teeth? Hello, Lauren. It's my pleasure to be with you again and with our listeners. Of course, um, you, you have described um, an impacted molar or an impacted uh, wisdom tooth. But um, I think we need to understand more about these teeth. What is an impacted tooth? An impacted tooth is a tooth that for some reasons um, has been blocked from emerging or from breaking through the gum. Most of the human uh, teeth that are um, impacted are uh, these wisdom teeth or uh, third molars especially on the lower, on the lower jaw. But regularly, these uh, third molars we find at the back of our mouth. And there, because they don't have enough space or room to develop itself or to emerge, they remain under the gum or in the bone. Most of people have four wisdom teeth, but there are many cases when we have one or two or three or four, even four third molars missing. Right. I am one of, of these cases. My uh, left upper molar uh, was missing and I was very happy because I had to do only three surgical removals. What are the, what makes uh, this uh, condition so frequent? What are the causes? Because uh, the literature, um, in the literature we find, let's say three topics. One topic 
speaks about gradually uh, evolutionary reduction of our human facial bones. We as human beings, uh, we are staying more and more in the mind and less and less in the body. We will have um, the man of the future will have big skull, big brain, and little middle and lower uh, face. Okay. So we can easily imagine that with so reduced dimension of our maxilla and uh, mandible, we will not have enough space for the last teeth that will erupt. And the last teeth that are erupting is uh, canine after 12 and uh, wisdom teeth after 18, 17, 18. Uh, other cause could be our modern diet uh, that is uh, too soft to offer enough enough force for mastication to to grow our our bones and also artificial um, feeding for babies could sustain the the reduction and the posterior position of the lower jaw we can have um, fully impacted molars or partially impacted molars that has started the breaking through the gum but didn't succeed. I have uh, some images to share with you. Let's see. Please tell me, Lauren, do you see uh, well the, yeah. the image? Okay. These are the uh, positions that uh, we find the third molars. The first one is a vertical one, then uh, mesoangular, then horizontal, distoangular, that is uh, somehow inclined posterior, Bucolingual that has, uh, you see, has the um, apexes through the through the tongue, pointed to the tongue, oh, and right. ma masticatory and um, uh, chewing surface pointing to to cheeks. Okay. And yes, and we can have also inverted molars you you can easily see in the last uh, in the last images usually uh, upper molars don't uh, give us uh, many complications mm -hmm. but the lower molars um, are frequently associated with different types of uh, associated pathologies and the most frequent is, uh, I don't know if you know the, the name, 
pericoronitis. You can no. easily no, you can easily see here we have a partially erupted, uh, partially impacted uh, wisdom tooth, right. and around around the tooth we have um, red uh, inflamed, uh, um, maybe bleeding gum, uh, pains mm. uh, frequently severe, uh, mild air ache. Um, mm. swelling, frequently swelling under the jaw or around the jaw, unpleasant taste or bad breath. Mm -hmm. Other uh, pathology are dental cavities uh, involving either the chewing surfaces uh, at the third molar, as you see right here, and dental cavities on the distal surface of the second molar crown. Sometimes if, he, if uh, the molar is uh, lower impacted, we have root resorption here mm -hmm. on the distal root of the second molar. Sometimes they develop, as you, you can see here, they develop tumors or cysts around, around it. Mm. And um, later crowding on the incisal area. In my experience, I've noticed that uh, they are not necessarily later crowding. I've noticed uh, crowding on the incisors, lower incisors area, uh, in the development, developmental stages of the molars, even in the bone. So, what what to do, what is the yes. management of, of these situations. Um, it, it depends, the treatment depends on the uh, presenting complaint, on the history of the patient, on a clinical evaluation, physical evaluation and radiographic uh, assessment, let's say, because all the time uh, we need an X-ray. We cannot uh, say, um, remove your, uh, your uh, third molars without an X-ray. And what to do? For me, if we have the first situation, a vertical molar, a vertical Im impacted molar with no history of pains, no history of complications, I should I could choose um, long-term observation with um, X-ray assessment uh, every two years, maybe. And um, if I see 
uh, on the x-ray some uh, hypertrophic uh, tissues and, uh, clinical if i if i clinically see hypertrophic tissues or uh, sclerotic bones we can adopt uh, a, a surgical exposure so anna i'm going to ask you to back up on those few terms you just gave so yes you give those in in um, another um, way. Can you explain that? If you see what's happening to the bone or what's happening to the tissue, we examine the tissue and the bone too. If right. if I have enough space, if here if I have enough space in the in the mouth in the back of the mouth, and I see a hypertrophic gum. So what is a hypertrophic gum? It's, it's um, a gum, um, very thick, a thick gum that cannot okay. be breaked, bre that the molar cannot break through it. Okay. Or um, um, an aspect of a whitish bone, a sclerotic bone, that also cannot be braked by the molar, we need to make an ex a, a surgical exposure. Not pulling out the, the teeth, but only expose it. But if I have all other situations, this or this or this or this, we we have to be very attentive and somehow uh, think may take uh, the this possibility this possibility of uh, surgical removal because sooner or later sooner or later these kind of situations will will have uh, some complications also, you you already know me. I, beside uh, classical uh, therapeutical methods, I would carefully uh, look inside and do my inner work. Where are my roots? But where are my where are my roots in my earth? Uh, do I feel connected with my ancestors? Do I feel their support? Where are my arms? Do I feel with my arms uh, the root of the sky? Because uh, a human being is, um, is a unity between earth and sky. That's why I consider the third molars like wisdom teeth they are uh, they are um, a symbol for human being all of us are full of wisdom but we need to be connected with the with the earth and also with the sky if i have uh, a perception uh, if i have a wrong perception uh, for my for this unity, I will I won't have I, I maybe I I will have some complications for uh, second image, for example. Mm 
because I saw. Help me understand that a little bit better, Anna. If uh, I have some conversations. Uh, because uh, in the second, in, let's let's say uh, we have the second image. Okay. We have a case with the second image, and um, a regular dentist could say, "Go and pull out your your molar because you will have um, decays, you will have root resorption, you will have pericoronitis." But I can I can. Uh, I can stay like this if I clearly understand why this molar is in this position. And this is my inner work. It is not the dentist dentist work. Okay. And okay, I have yes, and I have to know what to work with. <laughs> That's why I've spoke about um, how I understand the wisdom of a human being. Then, from, yes. Well, Anna, my understanding from hearing you uh, give other talks are the wisdom teeth are our connections with our ancestors. Am I right? Yes, with, uh, with our ancestors from the seventh generation back. Okay. Okay. That's why and, I consider they are our roots. Right, right. And so for our listeners, because this is maybe well beyond anyone's um, comprehension is what does that work look like? And um, I think that I would like to interject that one type of work that's very powerful in connecting with our ancestors and our roots and our family is family constellation work. And this is, um, would you agree? Yes. But I can work by myself. I can work by myself. If I am, I, I, I was somehow, I did some shamanic work, for example, I can, I can make my own method of working with my feelings, with my sensations, with my connections. But a good start could be uh, family constellations. Sure, because m most of our listeners uh, might lack some of these tools. And so I think having a framework of, if I want to do this work and I don't want to have this surgery, where might I begin? And absolutely, we can do this work on our own, but we might need a guide to get us started. Uh, for sure. If somebody haven't done uh, th that kind of work, of inner work, it's, it's impossible to, to begin by, by itself. Of course. Of course. So tell us about this crazy picture here with our canine teeth. Uh, the canine... Uh, I love them because they are expression of our higher, of, of, of our self, of our willpower, of our personality, of our higher self. Um, here, um, the most uh, impacted uh, canines are uh, upper canines. That's why I've picked up this, uh, this image. 
and uh, it's the same they don't have enough room to to come back in the mouth but um, here we cannot um, we cannot leave them there because uh, the teeth the, the the milk canine will be lost and we will have uh, aesthetic uh, difficulties so we need to do something and with a uh, with a radiographic assessment we can easily uh, discover this um, canine the treatment is with uh, surgical exposure and then we don't have other options than um, orthodontic device to help and to guide the canine into the mouth. There are no other options. Um, okay, in the, in the, when we didn't had, when we didn't have um, uh, fixed orth orthodontic, it was very difficult and many canines were uh, pulled out. But now with the braces and all the technique, it is easy to guide them into the mouth. And here, regularly, I have a child, let's say after 12 or 13. And um, this child, it's in a very sensitive period of his life. And maybe he needs some guidance. When I would look what is happening with this child in the family? What is happening with, with him? Does he feel his power? or not I I would I would work like this beside uh, orthodontic uh, treatment Wow wow beautiful Anna. so my takeaway from this is when possible we try to save the tooth is that what you're saying all the time when it's possible we'll save the, yeah. the tooth and while we make every attempt to save the tooth, there will come times that we might have to remove it if it's causing uh, uh, inflammation or um, pain or, you know, decays, uh, decays right. or right. tumors or, right. yes. Exactly, but that by carefully monitoring it, we might be able to preserve it for as long as possible. Exactly. Yeah, thus keeping the shape in our mouth and our teeth in alignment. Right. Okay. Yes. But my my opinion is that with an with an attentive observation and with a proper inner uh, feelings we can save them not in all situations but most of them can work like this do you feel the same 
Yes, and and um, I certainly can see um, the benefits of this. And like all body parts, um, they were they're all there for a purpose. Yes. And we try to do everything we can to keep them because they're part of a system. And once we remove them, then the body has to begin compensating. And if somebody have necessarily do on on surgical removal, I my my friend friendly advice is to keep the molar, not to throw it away. To ask to ask the 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 surgeon, please give me my molars. And, I like that. And we will honor them, and we will keep them nearby. Okay, they are not in, in our bone anymore, in our bones anymore, but they are a part of me. They are a part of our body. Anna, thank you so much. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to our listeners? No, I think I, I've already told you all I intended. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laura.